My friends, if I look brighter to you and a little closer to the camera than I have in the past, it's because I took advantage of the recommendations that Neil Carroll, the owner of VidWheel, gave me. He, uh, during the interview, he gave me a real-time webcam assessment, and uh, the two suggestions he, he gave me were to put the lighting directly behind the camera so that there's no shadows and that you see my face clearly and also get a little closer to the screen to the camera and I've taken advantage of those and I feel that I sound and look more professional than ever Neil Carroll owner of Vidwheel thank you again for uh, those suggestions also during the interview Neil had mentioned that he is an avid disc golf player so I suggested that we play some COVID friendly disc golf where we stay six feet or more away from each other he did mention that he was going to ask the boss his wife and uh when he did he received a hard and immediate no so doesn't look like he and i are going to be playing disc golf anytime soon however as a consolation neil did send me this really cool disc golf disc with the Vidwheel logo on it i really think that's cool and i look forward to using it when I'm playing disc golf alone, Neil, at least you'll be there in spirit. Thanks again. Also, next is Ethan Cox, the president and co-founder of Community Beer Works. Ethan Cox had told me that they're still making beer. They're still selling beer curbside and they're delivering beer and they'll deliver as much as a keg. So there's your opportunity at Community Beer Works to get your Let's Go Pills or your favorite beer at Community Beer Works. So without further ado, Ethan Cox, Community Beer Works. All right, I'm here with Ethan Cox from uh, the owner of Community Beer Works. And uh, Ethan, why don't you start off and uh, tell us a little bit about Community Beer Works and tell us uh, what role you play in the business. Sure. Um, we are a, uh, Buffalo area, um, based, uh, small craft brewery and tap room. Uh, we're about to have our eighth anniversary party. It was scheduled for April 20th, but, um, as of today, that doesn't seem entirely likely. Hmm. Um, so eight years in, uh, we started out in a, in a very, in a, in a space about two miles from where we are now. It was a garage space and we started out on a very small scale. Um, at the time it was called nano brewing. Um, generally anything where you're producing less than five barrels of beer per, per batch. Um, we, were, we were on a one and a half barrel kit. And we used that up until literally, uh, we, we shut that down about, mm, about six months ago now. Uh, two years ago, we moved to a new facility on, on the west side of Buffalo as well, not too far from where we started, um, over near Duville College and the Peace Bridge. Um, and now we're working on a 20-barrel brew system, which is kind of more of like the standard issue size um, in, in the industry at this time. So for reference, um, the new resurgence, they're on a 30-barrel system. Um, Big Ditch is on a 15 barrel system, I'm pretty sure. Thin Man, I think, is on a 30. Most other people are either on 10s or 15s. So we're right around the sweet spot of like, you know, not huge, not, not dinky anymore. 
Okay, thank um, you. So yeah, that's a recap. I'm a founder. There were um, a lot of other owners, but at this point, uh, two of the original uh, co-founders are still involved, myself and Chris, who is our COO and CEO. And I, I serve as, uh, as president and chief instigator and guy who does stuff. Excellent, yeah. uh, Ethan, thank you. Um, before Corona, how many employees did you have and um, you know, how, how large of a company was it? Sure. So uh, just to preface that, you know, I should point out that what we have in this company is, is really two companies in one. On one side, we have the beer production, the brewery side, which is food manufacturing. Like if you take away the fact that it's beer, it's actually uh, very unsexy. It's, it's food manufacturing, which means a lot of sanitation, a lot of waiting around. Um, on the other side, the tap room is a hospitality operation, like any bar, like any restaurant, it has the same logic, the same economic fundamentals. You've got food that's perishable, you've got service, all that kind of stuff. So we're two businesses in one house. Um, the thing that makes us unusual is we buy all of our beer from ourselves. Mm. Um, so where did the layoffs occur? Because of coronavirus, we had to shut the taproom operations. So all of our front of house staff, we called up pretty quickly um, and, and guided them towards unemployment. Um, all of our back of house, the kitchen staff, also the same thing. We retained all the brewing staff because we are still making beer. We have a lot of beer in process that we still need to push out and get revenue for if we can. Um, so the brewing staff uh, were retained uh, for a little while, but we did let the cellarman person who does all the cold side stuff go today. Um, and then all of our management are still in place and that, that constitutes about seven people right now. Um, they're on reduced salary. But uh, for the last week, uh, we've been selling beer right out the door. A lot of them have been the people actually selling it because, you know, now there's no event planning. So our event manager, she's, uh, you know, sanitizing six packs and handing them over with gloves, um, et cetera. So um, we've put the management staff to as much use as possible and retained their jobs to the best of our ability so far. Oh. How long that'll last, I could not say. Okay, so um, number of layoffs in total was about how many? Um, it was about there was about twelve people between the front and back of the house. Um, that's it so far, and then one person in the cellar. So under you know we had about thirty something people before, and now we're down to you know eight plus myself and Chris. Eight plus yourself and Chris. Yeah. So you pretty much 31 people basically, or yeah. I'm sorry, 29 people. Yeah. We're down, we're down to two thirds, you know? Wow. Okay. And then, uh, are you considered an essential business by the state? Thankfully, yes. Um, all food manufacturers are, and we are a food manufacturing facility. Again, you don't think of beer as food, but it is. Um, we are inspected by the FDA as a food facility. We have to register. Um, and we're inspected also on the county level. So yeah, we are a food manufacturer and by virtue of that, we're allowed to keep uh, operating. Um, and then selling beer out of our door, technically you're always actually, every bar, every bar that's out there um, is allowed to sell you product to go as it happens. So 
the New York State Brewers Association definitely scrambled to give breweries some broader capabilities than they normally would have. We're doing deliveries, for example. Today we launched delivery service uh, online uh, for the last couple of days. We've just been taking the orders by phone. But um, that's a, a power that I assume we won't retain once the emergency order expires. But it's something we're taking advantage of right now. Selling beer out our door, like I said, we could already do. What's different now is that I can run it out to somebody's car, which I wasn't really allowed to do before. Um, but we've been selling it across our threshold, technically. We have a big garage door in front. So the sale is actually taking place within our demise premise, and we're just handing the beer across our threshold. So that was kind of legal anyway. Um, but it's working great for us. Excellent. So are you are you selling different sizes now than you were before or how how are you approaching that? Like what yeah, that's, what what used to sell and now what is selling? Right. No, that's a great question. So the first uh sales like cliff was when our distributor said they're no longer going to be picking up any kegs of beer. Normally, when you take, if you imagine us with a, let's say, a 20 barrel batch of finished beer, one of the decisions that we're always making with that batch is how much of it is going into kegs versus cans. And if it's kegs, there's two sizes of kegs. What's the split between half barrel and six barrel kegs that we want for that batch? And if it's going into cans, then, well, do we have the cans on hand? Do we have the can ends on hand? Do we have the labels on hand? Or are they shrink-wrapped cans or printed cans. There's a lot of decisions on the packaging side, right? So when Triad said they're no longer picking up kegs, all the kegs that we had in our inventory that we thought we'd be selling to Triad, they are our only customer for kegs, our distributor, we had to figure out what we wanted to do. We are selling some of those kegs the same way we're selling cans. Like if you can buy and can use a half barrel keg, I've got one for you. Um, <laughs> If you can buy and can use a six barrel keg, I also have one for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lots of bad IPA, folks. Um, but, um, but most people don't have kegerators at home, let's be honest. So uh, we are pushing all of our packaged product out our door and also we are still sending packaged product to try it, who are selling it to um, uh, you know, gas stations and Wegmans and Tops and convenience stores and wherever beer is sold in package. Um, Lexington Co-op. But uh, uh, other than that, the only thing that's really gone different in this respect is now that we have all this keg beer that we don't know how to move, um, in our tap room, you could always buy a growler or what's called a crowler, right? So a growler is a, is a 64 ounce glass jug. You fill it right off the tap. We're filling those. If you come by with your growler, I will sanitize the heck out of it, mm. fill it off of our tap send you home with some fresh beer. You got to drink it pretty soon, but that shouldn't be a problem. The Crowler is this weird thing. It's a can. It's a 32 ounce can. And we have a seamer for it. It seams one can at a time. It's just like our canning line, but like it just does one can. It does this big 32 ounce can. It looks like, you remember Foster's oil cans? Oh yeah. It's kind of, yeah it looks like kind of like one of those, 32 yeah. ounce. Yeah. Um, so we are also filling those on site. You don't come in with one of those, right? Like a glass growler, you bring that in or we can sell you one, we have them. But the crowler, we have those. So you tell us which one you want. We go to the tap, we fill it up, we seam it, clean it, spray it down with sanitizer, hand it to you. Um, so we are getting rid of our keg product that way. 
mm. because that's the only way to get rid of the keg product unless again if you want to buy a keg let me know i can help excellent so right now then the business is basically uh, order online and drive up and, and and have it delivered to your car Yes, um, we will run out to your car if you wave us over, or most people uh, feel okay uh, about getting out. We've got some lines of tape down there to maintain the you know six foot recommended distance so people don't get crowded. But um, um, but yeah, if you if you just park the car and like kind of wave at us, you know, we'll we'll get to you. If there's a line of people, we'll get to you after them. You're sitting so, in your car, so we oh, could still yeah. drive up and go into the. Into the uh, place if we wanted to. You're not really going in, like I said. We have a big. Uh, if I could, I could show you a picture. But we have a big garage door in front, so we just have a table set up at this garage door. So Got you it. just walk. We have a tent outside if it's rainy or whatever, or sunny or whatever. So there's a tent. You'll know when we're open. Our hours have been three to eight. We're close. We were open all last week. We closed today because the staff just needed a break. And. Um, and going back to those crawlers, uh, making them on demand is kind of inefficient and laborious. Yeah. So now that we know approximately how many we're moving of which beers, we're going to take another day to pre-make a whole bunch of them that are already in our cooler and we can just hand them to you. So how, how is business going right now? Um, you know, I would be lying if I didn't say the last week was really like not just good, but also super heartwarming. Like we saw almost all of our best customers and, and fans i mean we, we kind of consider them more like fans but and and friends quite frankly so you know almost everybody i can think of in the beer scene uh which is pretty close-knit in buffalo um came by picked up some product wanted to you know wanted to support us um it was it was really nice one customer even bought our staff dinner uh, he contacted wow. me uh, privately and and said look i want to buy dinner for the staff why don't you just order something and i'll venmo you you know what it was so i shared the love and went to one of our best customers uh belcito i don't know if you know lou but um we went over there and got some i got some, i ordered some pizzas from there so like you know it's been it's been the response has been very very heartwarming people understand people understand that our backs are up against the wall and that we're all pivoting and scrambling to figure out how to operate and we don't know for how long you know there's a lot of unknowns still so yeah there sure are how are you keeping your employees safe um so uh as far as employees who are on site doing the retail operations you know it's the standard things we have some um we have lots of gloves uh we don't have masks but we do have bandanas so you know we're wearing bandanas but we also have a table that's separating us from our customers we're spraying down the cans with a uh, brewery grade sanitizer. I mean, let's be honest, it's a brewery. We have some pretty good stuff that's food grade, uh, but also like quite thorough. So we, we've got play. It's actually the cleanest place I can imagine being right now in general. It's a, it's a shame you can't be there, but um, especially because our, our, our director of brewing ops is also like he sanitation is what he does. Right. So he's keeping the place real clean. Um, Beyond that, uh, when we go out for deliveries, for example, we're leaving it on the porch or on the stoop or on the walker somewhere where you can walk out of your house and come grab it yourself when I've like walked halfway back to my car. And by me, I do mean me. I mean, right now, myself and Chris are actually making these deliveries, which is kind of cool. Again, you know, I mean, we are interacting 
yeah. with our uh, through uh, a glass door sometimes so I can look at their license and make sure they're them. But, you know, like, it's still, you know, kind of cool. And I'm driving around. I see so many people jogging and walking their dogs, keeping distance. But they're, they're out there. People are finding ways to, to not lose their minds. Yeah, and it's nice to uh, get away from the uh, TV and the phone and everything and, and, and realize that this isn't the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real challenge, and my God, I mean, I can think of so many people I know that are in far more dire situations than we are, and I, and I feel, you know, especially for the the healthcare professionals that are out there on the front lines right now, without um, enough protective protective gear. That's just it's a it's a terrible situation. Um, but on a related note, like I haven't really known what I could do to help in that respect. Some of my classmates from CEL are actually getting together already on the side and trying to put together a program to make anything like masks or protective face shields or whatever. And I wish them luck. I don't have time um, to jump into that. But somebody asked me like, what about alcohol for sanitizer? I'm like, well, breweries only ferment, you know what I mean? So it's only gonna be something that's like seven, 8%. Going yeah. from like real alcohol is another process and we don't do it and we're not licensed to do it. And I don't know much about it, but guess what? Just today, I got an email from somebody else in Buffalo, the people over at um, Bootleg Bucha, saying that they're still could be going 24-7 producing 91% ISO wow. or whatever it is, if they could feed it with enough fermented anything, like sugar water. So mm -hmm. I, I know one other brewery has already committed some capacity to them. I'm going to work it out after this call, probably. I'll get back to my email and see. But if I can send them you know, 20, 40 barrels somehow of literally it would just be like alcoholic water, mm -hmm. right? All mm -hmm. they eat. So I would put sugar in water and add yeast. It would ferment probably just about overnight. And if, if he, I don't know how to transport it, but if he can take it, I can sell it. I can make it, I can sell it. And I can then, now I'm doing something too. That makes me feel way better because I could not make hand sanitizer, but I can help someone who is. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Ethan, how did you approach uh, the layoff with your uh, employees? Because that must have been a really tough time. Yeah, we um, we called everybody individually, one-on-one. -on -one. Um, three of us sat in the office, our general manager, Joe, myself, and Chris, um, on speakerphone. Um, Joe made each call because they recognize his number. He calls them for everything, you know, the bartenders and the kitchen staff. So we called everybody directly one-on-one -on -one and um, we, you know, I mean, we, we had a, a pitch or, a, you know, whatever. We, we, we said the same thing to everybody pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, one of those things was that we're, we're very sorry for the situation, but obviously you're not surprised. We waited one day longer than almost everybody else in town to do these layoffs in hospitality. Uh, more than anything else, well, two reasons. One, because we're not open on Monday anyway. <laughs> so, you know, it was Sunday night. We knew that this was going to happen. But mm -hmm. we didn't have to call anybody until Tuesday because we're not open on Monday. And we kind of felt like everybody was getting an onslaught that day anyway. All the friends were getting laid off. I hope they didn't feel the, the opposite, like we waited too long. But I just thought waiting a beat was also a way of us making sure we were you know, making the right decisions and thinking it all the way through and doing a little bit more planning than just reacting. 
Um, so we called everybody individually. We told them all that, of course, this wasn't a, a performance issue. You know, this is, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible time, you know, and this, and nobody was surprised. We told everybody to come in. Um, we have to empty out coolers. So we had all kinds of frozen and perishable stuff that needed to go. So we fed the crap out of, of, of these guys. Sorry. Uh, we fed a lot of them, a lot. Uh, we still are because we're still emptying the cooler after the, as every level of perishability starts to come up. We're giving it away to them and telling them to come by and pick up boxes. Um, and of course we have beer. Uh, when anytime you do a canning run, you get some low fills. Uh, sometimes you run out of labels and you get some beers that are blank cans or whatever else. Uh, it mismatches, so you can give that stuff away. So, you know, we're doing our best to take care of them. Um, and we've seen them come by the pop-up just again to say hi and check in and have some company. Awesome. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what? We, we, we want you to get them back as soon as possible. So how can yeah. we support? What, what's the best way to, to uh, purchase uh, right now? Right. Well, so our pop-up is running three to eight. Um, for now, you got to check uh, www.communitybeerworks.com to make sure we're running it on a given day. We don't mean to not be regular about it, but we're still at a point where it's not sure what kind of the regular schedule is going to be. Three to eight we're sticking with. We're closed today, but we could be open tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be open by Wednesday. The weather looks gorgeous, and that's helpful because this is an outside situation. Yeah, so uh, so, so we get uh, online and we order. Yeah, also on our website is where you can order beer for delivery. Um, we're using mm. our sale. It's called Toast. Um, it took us all weekend to wrangle it into something that wasn't like, you know, it's it's really adapted to do hot, immediate deliveries, not we're going to take this information and then we'll come out tomorrow with it deliveries. But we've wrangled it into doing that. So that's what we're doing. You uh, order today, we'll call to confirm, and then tomorrow we bring it to you. Um, you have to order a case uh, or $50 worth, I think, is our limit, but that's basically a case. Um, and our uh, delivery area for now is just Buffalo, City of Buffalo zip codes. Um, nothing, it, it, it's a little arbitrary. I know there are zip codes that are actually closer, that are outside of the city than some of those, but I, it, we just needed to, we got to start somewhere. And right. so as we've never done this before, we're not a delivery service. So as we lean into these new logistics, we don't want to get overwhelmed and provide poor, poor service. So, very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, what's selling best, by the way? right now ah that ipa which is our uh it's our lower abv kind of session ipa it's also the one that won a gabf great american beer festival uh bronze medal uh last year which was a really big deal i think we're the only i'm pretty sure we're the only brewery in buffalo to win a medal at this um pretty famous pretty prestigious um competition so love that beer easy drinking um delightful great beer nice. especially uh, the, the better is that your favorite? Uh, most brewers answer that question with my favorite beer is the one in my hand right now. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking green tea. Um, I do love that beer. Uh, if I had to pick one, if I, if I guess if I had uh, a favorite kid, which you're just not supposed to, um, it would probably be the whale, which is our brown ale. Mm. Um, Excellent. For a lot of reasons, I could go on all day, but it's not an IPA. And I know the world is dominated by IPAs these days, but I, I, I love a good brown ale with nice malt character, some chocolate, some coffee, some roasted character. It's just a delightful beer. 
Mm, that does sound good. I think that might be one of my orders. There you go. Cool. Excellent. Well, um, uh, let's uh, support Ethan Cox. He's one, Cox, one, one of the owners of Community Beer Works. And uh, just get online, order, pick it up. Sounds like Wednesday is going to be a nice day to get uh, get some. And if you don't, can't do a Wednesday, there we check online first. Yeah, absolutely. Just check the website. We're also super active with Twitter and with uh, Instagram. So between the website, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, that's how we really get the message out uh, anymore. Email is um, everybody's got too much email, so. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to put the onus on people, but that's kind of how it works anymore. So yeah, the website is great. Um, always up to date. Um, and uh, so are the other channels. We're, in fact, we've been, we've been seeing even more engagement because guess what? People are home on their computers right now, right? right so right. we've seen a huge uptick in engagement over social media. So yeah, get at us. All right, Ethan. Well, thank you very much for your time. And uh, I uh, look forward to enjoying a, a nice beer myself. Awesome. All right. Well, if uh, if I see your name come up in delivery, I'll probably be the one dropping it off. Oh, you will. All right, man. Take care. Thanks again. Bye. One last thing before we go. Just a reminder, support the small businesses around you. They need you more than ever during this uh, crisis. And uh, without you, they won't be able to survive. So please support the small businesses in any way that you can. Thanks again, and have a great day.